Warning, the show you're about to listen to is real as fuck. If real as fuck offends you, please go to another podcast. You're listening to Mika Knows Unfiltered. Hey y'all, what's up? It's me, Mika Knows, and welcome back to another episode of Mika Knows Unfiltered. And I have some things to tell y'all about, some changes here. Um, I will be starting a, well, restarting since I've already done it before, a YouTube channel. Um, it's just, it's just a, going to be a platform to provide visual access to my nonsense as opposed to just audio. <laughs> and I hope y'all do tune in. It's going to be, of course, Mika Knows. That's the name. That's the brand. That's the thing. Um, another change is I'm going to separate my segments on here. Um, I have a break coming up in a few episodes or in a few weeks that I'm going to take time out to organize um, some new segments for you all because I have a just a variety of things I want to talk about and sometimes it doesn't seem so appropriate to talk about non-serious issues when earlier in the episode I'm talking about serious issues so I'm going to um, start separating these things so that those that want to focus on the more serious issues can and can easily identify those episodes and those that want to focus on something a little more relatable or that's higher on their priority list um or maybe not so high on their priority list, but higher on their entertainment list, can um, access those episodes as well. So I'll be making those changes coming up. But for today, we're going to keep it how we do. Um, Those changes will come after my brief break in a few weeks. So last week, I did not do an episode. Reason being, um, every major media outlet was doing some sort of tribute to George Floyd or taking a moment to honor him my moment was being silent on my podcast and also the donation I made to the efforts um I think it is important to make sure that we feel this pain but also and and this anger but also that we harness it and We harness it and use it for better things. Okay, so repurpose. That's the word I was looking for. I know y'all heard that pause. Repurpose it for better things. For me, I'm going to let this anger fuel me and force me to do what I need to do. It's easy when nothing's going on to get a little lazy or get a little lax. But it's obvious that work needs to be done. And it's more than just with police, y'all. It's about how we carry ourselves as a people, what we contribute to the society, what we contribute to our community and our culture, and how we can, what can we do on our part to prevent it. Don't get me wrong, with George Floyd, everything, well, for me, 98% of it falls in the hands of the officers. There's still a small 2% of it um, that we must be accountable for. Um, and that's with any situation. There's, there's a lot of different situations. It doesn't make you the victim. It doesn't make you as the victim, 
guilty, but there are some things that we can do differently to prevent this in the future. I think the protesting was a good start. I think the protesting was a great beginning, but protesting is kind of like the gateway. You can't just protest with no action. And I want to focus on that today because that's been in my head a lot. Um, I wanted to focus on what we as a people can do because, yes, we are being targeted by, you know, non-black folks who just dislike us for nothing more than the color of our skin and their preconceived notions um, generated by their racism. However, there are some things we tend to play into. It doesn't make us guilty of what they do, but we do need to be aware of these things because of how they affect each other. I don't know if, if any of y'all have ever read the Willie Lynch letter, but and I, and I still don't know whether or not it's a hoax. A lot of people say it's a hoax. A lot of people believe in it. Um, reading that, though, made me start... It got me... You know, it got me thinking differently about how I... How I address certain things, you know, things, um, how I address women, how I address black women, how I address, like every group that I belong to, it just has me looking at it differently. Um, I no longer see other women as competition. I'm not competing with the next woman. Even if she's competing with me, I'm not competing with her. And there is a difference, y'all. Um, I just won't. I won't. Um, the next woman, I'm a big woman, right? I'm not competing with the skinny girl. I'm not competing with the fat girl. I'm not competing with the black girl. I'm not competing with the white woman. I'm not, I'm not competing with anybody. My only competition is myself, and only I can control whether or not I make it. And I think that's something we need to focus on as a people. Um, also, I think we need to challenge ourselves to be better not just out in the world, but at home. A lot of people you see out in these streets doing wrong. I mean, yes, yes. Just because you do something small does not mean it should result in your death. But we do need to take accountability for what we got going on in the household. These people will not see that our lives matter until we see that and until we show that it's easy for you to protest a, a man that you don't know but he's your color it's easy for you to protest his over his death and say hey black lives matter we need you to pay attention and we need you to respect it you don't have to agree but you need to respect it because it's the truth it's more than that because you can't say that about that stranger and then be at home mistreating your wife or your significant other, or your children, or yourself. It starts at home, and that's that's preached for a lot of situations, but I don't think it's come up in this situation. And it is important, because Black Lives Matter, but we need black people to know Black Lives Matter. There's no reason I said this a few episodes ago. There's no reason for us to be killing each other unless it is for self-defense. There is no reason to be stealing 
from each other and to be fighting each other and arguing with each other and trying to hurt each other verbally. Because you don't have to be arguing, but you can cut someone with your words. And we need to know that we are not in competition with each other. I'm going to talk about several different types of competition I've seen and how I feel that they affect us. One competition is within the black community is within is between woman and woman. Um, I think it's pretty evident that women outnumber men. And um, even more so in the black community, we feel like our men going all these different places. They're going outside the race. They're, you know, gay now and, you know, different things like that. We feel like it's creating a scarcity, a scarcity, the word, I don't know. But we feel like it's creating a shortage and um, we start acting a damn fool. So now we see that the men are, you know, doing their thing and we're like, oh my God, I need a man. So I need to cut my sister down to look good in the eyes of this man. And that's not the case, y'all. You know, um, some people speak down on the, you know, LGBT community within our black community. They, they talk down on it because of, of how we know. We, I mean, there is an agenda to separate the black man from the family and break him down in the eyes of the family to create more of a dependency between black women, their children, and the government and the higher classes to depend on them for assistance instead of depending on their man. But I don't, I, this is how I feel. I just don't feel that that gay man was meant for you, sis. If whatever is meant for you will come to you. So us being all up in arms about a man being gay and being free to do what he wants to do, it's stupid. I mean, quite frankly, whoever is meant for you, as long as you do what you're supposed to do, will find you. And it's not that gay man who's in love with someone else. It's not that gay woman, brothers. It's not that gay woman who's in love with someone else. It's the one that maybe tried to love you and you weren't right and you may have chased them away. Or you're so desperate that you don't see that it's not time for them to come yet. That's something we need to focus on. We don't need to cut down our brothers and sisters. And and let me get back to the, the point of this particular part. Women, we don't need to cut down each other. We don't need to, you know... And it's not what you do, it's the intent behind it. You know what I mean? I mean, I've had some bad thoughts. And the difference between me and the bad person that actually acted on those is that I didn't act on them. You know, and you can do something that's perfectly legal and it's still wrong because of the intention behind it. It's like uh, finding out your homegirl who always takes, you know, always gets dudes or takes your dudes or whatever you know for some reason you have this sort of jealousy of her it's like finding out that she don't take care of her kids and calling dss on her just to spite her not because you feel like her kids need to be taken care of but because you know that that's something that will hurt her and so you do that it's our intention behind it or it's like trying to correct your sister 
you know, correct how she's doing things, give her some advice, but not because you think she needs it. Because you want her to feel inadequate and you want to hurt her because you don't feel right about yourself. Even though what you're suggesting she does may be true, you saved it until you can use it to hurt her. And that's what makes it wrong. The difference is your intention. So I speak on this to say that we need to stop the competition with each other. We are sisters. Whatever is meant for us, like I said before, will come to us. Whatever is not meant for us, we don't need to compete for, honey. It's not meant for you. Whether that be a man, whether that be a job, whether, you know, whether it be anything, yes, healthy competition is good. When you're competing solely for, you know, something based on your merit, and based on your hard work that's one thing but when you're competing and you're mudslinging you're uh trying to hurt someone in the process instead of trying to excel on your own you try to drag someone else down so you look better that is where the competition is unhealthy and we need to fix that because we're so at war with each other fighting with each other, letting ourselves be videotaped, fighting each other, letting letting everyone see us dragging a bitch, quote unquote, dragging a bitch. And y'all don't even realize the harm it does. If I'm on the outside looking in, if I'm, you know, you know, a, a, a Caucasian female or, you know, another race female and I'm looking in, I'm like, oh, yeah, Black Lives Matter. She didn't think so when she punched old girl in the face. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we want people to really take us seriously, we have to take ourselves seriously. And we have to, we have to, um, we have to take ourselves serious. <laughs> and we have to, um, make sure that we're carrying ourselves as we want other people to see us okay no one's gonna see us lady when you're out there acting trifling and ratchet trying to fight everybody no one sees a lady that does that okay same thing for my brothers now it's honestly i'm just gonna be honest is it doesn't seem as frequent or as common with the brothers that it does with the sisters but I know it's there you know I have male friends we talk about this all the time different people trying to get uh creative careers off the ground where they rap or they sing or they're direct or they produce films you know um you see it and then you see the competition there's no reason to be at competition with your brother or your sister unless it's a healthy competition solely based on merits solely pushing you to excel not to try to hurt somebody for instance if I'm writing a book you know that's something I want to do I want to publish a book I actually want to publish a series soon um I'm publishing a series I'm not gonna get mad or compete with my homegirl who's also doing the same thing that's not a healthy competition there's enough for all of us and whatever fortunes are meant for me will come to me same for her and whatever's not meant for me will not come to me, no matter how hard I drag someone else down. Um, a healthy competition would be if we both entered a writing contest. Or, you know, 
We started a friendly competition between each other to motivate each other. Kind of like when you have an accountability partner and you say, all right, we're going to have 10 chapters done by Friday. That's We got to write that by Friday. This person is there to motivate you, not to bring you down, not to gloat if you don't meet it, but to inspire you. That is healthy competition. Anything other than something meant to help you excel is not healthy. And you need to get out of it. And I don't mean excel by bringing someone else down. You should be able to stand on your own and excel on your own. Now, that relationship, women and women, men and men, those need to be mended and they need to be mended now because they are contributing to the problems. The next relationship I want to talk about is between woman and man. Black women and black men specifically, if you don't feel included because I didn't mention your race, it's not that I don't care about your race, but I'm speaking to the ones that I identify with at the moment. My, my priority at the moment is to speak to my, my black women and my black brothers, you know, my black sisters and black brothers. Um, it doesn't take away from your importance, you know, all relationships do matter. But right now, I need to tell them how much black relationships matter. And it doesn't have to be romantic relationships, but I'm going to focus on the romantic ones because these are causing issues. Ladies, fellas. You are not in competition with your significant other, period. You are not in competition with your significant other. If they wrong you and you forgive them, forgive them. It's not, uh, it doesn't justify starting something to see who can hurt who the worst. You know, I see it all the time. You know, he cheated on me, so I'm going to play his dumb ass. Or, man, she played me, so fuck her. I'm finna do what I do. I'm finna do me. No. If it gets to the point where you feel like you're in competition with your partner, you need to leave that situation. Because what y'all are doing is creating this nasty-ass atmosphere. And then y'all are bringing kids into it. You know what? the ki- Kids are very smart these days. They are very intuitive. They know what the hell's going on. No matter how you try to disguise it or hide it from them, they can feel the vibes, okay? They can feel the vibes. I remember being like 11 and hearing an argument with my mom and, you know, her boyfriend at the time and like being ready with my knife just in case. I mean, I was dramatic, but just in case I heard her body drop or her voice suddenly stop, I was going to use that knife to kill somebody. Kids are intuitive. They know when shit is wrong. Okay. I remember being younger and, um, you know, telling my brother's dad, you know, oh, you beat mommy, you know, and him getting all upset. And me, I tried to figure out what he thought I was insinuating. And this was like, I had to be like seven or eight, probably like seven. Um, but I remember because we were living in Virginia and I remember him getting upset. And it's just like, but he, he wasn't loud and aggressive, which is a clear sign of anger. He was quiet, but a little defensive. And at seven, I recognized that. And I still think about that. Y'all need to realize what y'all are doing. And in, in, in this world affects your kids. So stop the bullshit. Because what's happening is you're in competition with your man. 
your man's a competition with you. And what's happening is your your kids are looking at it like, hmm, this ain't gonna last long. Or why does mommy always do that? Or why does daddy always do that? And and it, you know, and y'all break up. Y'all break up when y'all clearly saw signs at the beginning. Y'all saw signs before a baby even popped up. Y'all break up and leave these broken homes. And then sisters all like, and I put up a meme about this the other day. Sisters like, I don't, I don't need a man. I don't want a man. I don't need one. You know, bruh, bruh, he's sitting there like, well, fuck these bitches. I'm getting money or fuck women. I'm getting money or I don't need no woman. All I need to do is focus on getting money, get money, get money. Being motivated to succeed is good, but not if it's fueled by, you know, hurt. And don't get me wrong. I always tell people to repurpose your pain. But don't let it make you bitter and cold. Because no matter how hard you think you are, you still feel that shit. When you truly repurpose something, it is not serving the previous purpose. So when you truly repurpose anger, it's not still making you angry. When you repurpose hurt, it is not still hurting you. So if you're all fuck bitches get money or fuck these dudes get money... And you say this and you say it constantly. Clearly you're still hurting or you're still angry. And it's not fully repurposed. You need to figure out why. But stop exposing your kids to this shit. Stop inviting people in your life that don't want to be there. Men and women. Yes, fellas. Yes, it's good sometimes, you know. The woman the woman got some good good. Yeah. And yes, sis, it's good with him sometimes, you know. He makes you feel safe. He got some good good himself, you know. But if you don't like them, fuck the physical. Fuck the physical because it is not going to serve you. We tend to stay in these things out of fear of being alone or out of fear of losing the good good. But if it's hurting you, if it's no longer serving you, then stop it and separate from it. And if it is serving you, then stop trying to kill it. Some of y'all have good situations. And for some reason, you know, you know, the whole 20-80 rule, you got 80% of what you need, but 20% is somewhere else. Y'all still chasing that 20. How many fucking movies does it take to show you that that shit doesn't work? How many fucking songs does it take to show you that it does not work? These are, these are fictional things but I'm sure they're based on realistic feelings, real feelings from someone, whether it be the writer or the singer or the director or the producer of the movie. You know, how many signs do y'all need? I hear women talking about, oh, well, you got to play these dudes before they play you. And that's not the case. If that's the mentality you're in, please keep that toxic shit somewhere else. Please stop playing games with who texts who first. Please stop playing games with who's going to call who. And if he don't talk, then I don't talk, then we don't talk. If that's your man, fuck who calls who first. I can't seem too thirsty with my man. And if for some reason I really feel like I'm being that thirsty, well, maybe that doesn't need to be my man. And maybe that doesn't need to be your man. Period. But we've gotten in this competition 
where women down men, men down women. I mean, and, and right now I'm specifically talking about the black community where black men down black women and black women down black men. And it's like we're at war with each other and it needs to stop because it's creating broken homes. These kids from these broken homes are growing up to be some of the worst kids. They have more than we had in our day and than our parents had in their day, but they're twice as hurt because now it's so easy for y'all to, to break shit, to break these relationships. And I'm not saying leave if you cheat or leave if you've been cheated on. But know this, you either need to work on it and truly be committed to working on it, which means I'm not going to forgive you and remind you of it every 20 fucking seconds. So you either need to truly work on it or walk away. But don't subject yourself or your kids or your partner to your flip-flopping, okay? Because that shit is destructive. It is so very destructive and no one needs to be around you. And believe it or not, whether it be directly or indirectly, it contributes to the shit we're going through. Kids that do minor crimes are coming from these households. They're either coming from broken households where there's an absent parent and not enough attention. Or they're coming from households where there's two parents that have been together too damn long. And they keep doing the same stupid shit. And their kids see it. It's not to excuse the kid's behavior, but know that you have an impact on it. And that correlates with what goes on in our community. You know, a bunch of broken kids from broken homes get together, sell drugs, and the cops see that as a fucking green light to wreck their entire lives and to disrespect them. Your kids have rights, but there are other people gunning for us because we're no longer their property. We were the probably the most cherished of all assets. They loved us until we stopped being property, until we became equal. And now it's a fucking problem. And knowing that this country is not built for your child or for your spouse... You should be more motivated to make sure that when they go out into this this country, when they step out the front door in a country that does not love them, that they are equipped and that they are mentally and physically ready. And no one is going to be mentally and physically ready coming from a broken home or coming from a house, well, a broken house where there's nothing but chaos. Speaking as a woman, I... I've acknowledged things I've done in the past and how I may have affected my exes. And, you know, when I was younger in my early 20s, I just kind of felt like, you know, fuck it. You're here, you're here, you're not, you're not. You know what I mean? And and this was in relationships. And I'm going to differentiate between in relationships and outside of relationships later. But, you know, I've been in a relationship where I talked down to my man. We were living, living together. And I still talked down. I wasn't angry about anything or anything current at that time. 
it was just I felt like it it was you know it is what it is it's how we're brought up black girls in in this community are brought up to feel like I run shit and we don't have to respect anybody but ourselves and our mamas and our daddies you know we respect our elders and that's about it but we need to respect our partners because of course the relationship where I didn't it fell apart had a relationship after that I didn't respect him either and it fell apart because a man is only going to take so much of not feeling like a man period period he'll either cheat or he'll leave you know or he might stay and try to break you because again that competition does exist well she's breaking me let me try to break her we don't need to be breaking each other and that's what I'm saying and now it's important to me to make sure as, as a black woman and as what I like to think of as a conscious black woman, you know, I treat men, all men, whether they're just my friend, whether they're just a coworker, whether they're just a customer, you know, from the many side hustles I have or whether, you know, I'm in a relationship with them. I want to treat all men with respect. Now I talk my shit jokingly, you know, with my group of friends, but I never want that misconstrued with the idea that I don't respect them every man I come across I respect and if I have an issue I try to talk humbly first I try to speak with a respectful tone first because I want this person to understand where I'm coming from now I may fly off the handle if they keep poking the bear but it takes some poking you see what I'm saying you have to push me into it I'm not just jumping there. I'm not in that defensive mode. And I think that's the most beautiful thing about my growth is that I can see it. I can see how I treated people before arguing with my ex. And, you know, I loved him so much. But arguing with him, talking to him like he ain't shit. And then how I am now where my most recent relationship I did everything right and I can truly walk away from it. I truly walked away from it saying that I did everything right this time. I adapted. I compromised. I used a tone. I communicated. But some people aren't ready for that. And when I decided to break it off with him, I did it respectfully. I didn't have to talk shit. I didn't have to get all angry and yell and curse and all of that. I told him how I was feeling. He accepted it. And we went our separate ways. I gave him his stuff back. That is how it should go. We should not be at war with each other, even when we're breaking up. I saw a video clip of a black man, and I'm assuming he was overseas. But he was saying, we need to protect our black women. They're ours. And the same goes for black men. The black men are ours. They are ours. And if you're going to, and, and a black, and sister, if you're going to date a black man, if you're going to date any man, but right now I'm focusing on black men. If you're going to date a black man, with everything he has to go through, you don't need to be another hardship. Same thing for you, brother. If you're going to date a sister, with everything she goes through, you don't need to be another hardship that she goes through. So either act right or don't involve yourself at all. That's what I'm saying. Because this stuff does contribute. 
Now we got other relationships to talk about, but I'm going to touch on these very briefly. One thing I wanted to say, when you're talking to someone, if they mess up, take that opportunity before y'all commit to go ahead and separate. If you really can't deal with it, separate then. Don't, don't stay out of not wanting to get comfortable with someone else or feeling obligated to stay because while you're talking and you're not together that's the time that you should be making your decision it's not we're talking and we're just stuck together forever no courtship is meant to be a trial period that's why sex was always discouraged because sometimes sex you know it fucks with our judgment it does but when I you know what I want y'all to do is I want y'all to start actually if you're already in a relationship make sure that you cut out those bad behaviors think before you speak and think before you act and when you're thinking think of how that might affect you your partner and if y'all have any kids or your finances okay and if you are out here and you're not in a relationship but you're looking for one think about how you're treating people think about if you're even ready for one because don't go into something looking for something while you're broken you're gonna break someone else and that does contribute to what we're going through now other relationships our neighbors we have friendships with our neighbors and this isn't even a black or a black thing right here this is everything any neighbor no matter their race We need to treat them with respect. They could be a racist motherfucker with a Confederate flag up uh, and a fucking Ku Klux Klan hood hanging somewhere as a joke, right? But it don't matter because you don't have to be accountable for how he treats you, only how you treat him. And if he's not threatening your life and if he's not physically trying to stop you or impeding on any rights you have, then there's no point to make it a point to go there to go to an argument or to be destructive in your community we need to respect each other and that will trickle down to the youth the youth follow us you know there are some people who feel like oh my kids can't be racist because i don't see a racist thing around them you probably do racist shit you know and they grow up thinking even though they're they're they come out you know kids are not born racist they come out thinking Ooh, you know, like everyone is everyone, black, white, all of that. And they are molded. They're molded by your actions and by your verbiage. <coughs> I had to sneeze. But they're molded. they're molded. You are accountable for how you do things around your kids, to your neighbors, because your kids are always watching. And, and more than that, You don't want to continue bad behaviors. And when you're bad, even just one time, it contributes to the chaos. We need to be better to each other, to our neighbors, to our coworkers, to strangers that we pass in the streets. It's like, why not? I mean, if you want to start with changing the narrative and and now I'm speaking to my brothers and sisters like if you wanted to start with changing the narrative of how we are breaking the stereotypes do it by holding yourself accountable 
Don't try to force others to see how good you are. Just be better. And eventually, they will have to see it. But if you put so much effort into people seeing it instead of actually being it, you're going to lose focus. And you're going to put out way too much effort. If we all individually are better, and this is, I'm talking to everyone as a whole, black, white, brown, everything. If we all focus on being better individually, this world will get better. If we hold ourselves accountable, because if if I'm not hurting you and you're not hurting her and she's not hurting her, no one is fighting. But it starts with us and it does start at home. We will die. The legacy we leave behind can either positively impact and affect or negatively impact or affect. So I need y'all to choose your actions wisely. Um, and just be better. I'm holding myself accountable and I hope y'all hold yourselves accountable too. Now, we're going to take a break and then I'm going to get on to my next topic. And this one is a little more light, but you know, we need some light. All right, we're back to Mykonos Unfiltered and Let's hop into the next topic. Um, So remember when I said earlier that uh, you also need to make sure you're good to you? Well, I wanted to talk about what I'm doing for me and how I'm holding myself accountable and uh, some changes I have made now. Um... So I've realized that I was kind of going back into old habits with dating. I don't want to go into specifics, but, uh, you know, I had a whole little cut buddy or whatever. And I've decided to no longer see my cut buddy. And that's because I am ready to focus on bettering myself and then eventually finding my person. Okay, and um, with that decision, uh, I mean, we went into it. See, I, I was better this time. I went into this knowing that this was not a permanent thing. I told him and he agreed that we should keep it surface level, you know, just to be there for each other how we can and not expect anything more. But now that I'm looking for something more, you know, time to cut that shit out. So, uh, it's been over a month, but I always say a month because I made the decision a month ago. So, um, yeah. So officially, officially it's been a month, but unofficially it's been longer, but you know, we don't need to talk about that. Anyway, um, I've decided to be celibate and this is like the hundredth time And, um, I think it's a good choice because I am really looking for my, my person. And also I'm looking to get 
things back. You know, um, when the coronavirus started, you know, we were all dealing with the income loss. Some of us were dealing with income loss. Some of us were just dealing with, um, you know, just the fear of getting the virus. And at this point, we need to start preparing to live with it. And a part of my preparing to live with it is getting back out into my grind mode. And um, I've applied to quite a lot of positions, um, none of which are trying to offer me any money that I like or any type of, you know, good schedules. What I'm trying to do is um, I'm trying to make sure that whatever I do, I'm happy. So it's back to the self-employed grind. And I'm looking at more things than just, you know, what I was doing, Uber, Lyft, and all that nonsense. I'm working from home. So I'm I've set up my little my little workstation. I got a computer chair and I put it together myself. Oh my god. Cause I never put it put anything together. I always have someone come do that. But nope. No man. Got a plan. Gotta do it myself. So um yeah. So I've been holding myself accountable in that regard because I feel like it's my duty, my patriotic duty, um, to get back to work and get back to contributing. Um, and if I can get back to work, if there's money out there, I need to be getting it. So we are progressing towards that. Um, but, uh, yeah, the celibacy thing is probably one of the bigger things too, because that is going to allow me to focus on what I need to be doing right now. We don't want any, any connections or any distractions while we're trying to get back on our grind. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm not, I'm not having sex. I'm not. I'm not. I've said it a hundred times before, and I'll say it one more time. I'm just not. And I know I've broken it in the past. It's it's like a diet, you know. It's not a lifestyle change. It's just temporary to get the results that I want, okay? And I'm also changing how I deal with people. Um, I may have touched on this in an earlier episode, um, last chapter, aka season. Um, but I'm done with dealing with people who don't serve me. And when I say serve me, I don't mean they have to break their necks for me, but the same way I serve them, I need that energy matched. And if it's not, then I'm not dealing with them. Now, there are some people you just can't help. And for those people, I just take what I can get, not take advantage of them, but I lower my expectations. You know, um, I had a close friend. I had to lower my expectations with her because we weren't, I mean, for Christ's sakes, I can't even get the girl to listen to a podcast episode, but she was, she's, she's a good friend for some things. It's just that our priorities are different. So instead of getting myself all bent out of shape with what she doesn't do or what I do or vice versa, I'm just going to accept her for what she is. Because if you can't accept people for what they are and who they are, then you don't need to deal with them. For some reason, I'm just not ready to stop dealing with her. But I know that I don't want to set myself up to be disappointed. So I've altered how I will deal with her and others. It's not just her. It's several people in my life or that were previously in my life. And I no longer wish to deal with them the same it's draining uh, some people like to drain your energy and you know those people will be cut immediately you can tell when someone likes draining your energy and when someone simply just can't help who they are 
So there have been people that like draining my energy. They like to call me and unload on me all the negative shit. But when I have negative shit, they're not there to listen. That's a drain. Or, you know, some people have... It's not even negative shit. Like when I want to talk about good stuff, they can't stand to hear my ideas or they can't stand to see me putting it into action. They can't stand the thought that it might actually work. And you can tell by how they respond. Cut those people out. That's what I'm doing. Fuck them. Um, God bless them though. But fuck those people. Forget them. Um, so yeah, that's another thing. But, um, Another thing, I started slipping on my water. It's easy to drink water when I'm out and about all day. But when I'm home and doing stuff, it's harder because I have my sweet tea and I have my Kool-Aid, which consists of water, but it's, it's not water. Like, I don't care what you say. I mean, everything has fucking water in it if you want to get that technical. But nothing beats drinking, you know, a gallon of just water. And that's what I've started doing. And the investment was only $3. I bought three little things from Dollar Tree. Well, they're big. They're little tall water bottles. And um, I started filling them up with water. And when I get done with one, I refill it up and put it back in the refrigerator and drink the next one and drink the next one and drink. And I keep going. I notice I'm fuller longer. I'm not working. And, And anything I do is not to lose weight. It's to feel better and to be better. If weight loss is a side effect, that's cool. But I'm I'm okay being a fat girl, you know, being a fat woman, because I am a woman. I'm 30, about to be 31 next month, and we'll talk about that too. But um, but yeah. So anyway, I'm just making little changes that I think will be a great help. And um, you have to be good to yourself first. So I'm getting back on my meditation um doing self-care Sundays which are the best I was influenced by insecure which we're gonna get into but um I was influenced by insecure and them their them having their self-care Sundays and I started doing it and it has been the best thing um I'm not gonna go over everything I do because I believe that you need to have your own methods but one thing that's very important is I turn off my cell phone I cannot turn it on for anything, not to play a game, not to check the time, not to do anything. My mom has my landline and anyone that needs to contact me that really, really needs to contact me can contact her to contact me, but it's never that important. So I don't get any calls on my landline. My mother also has a connection with me through my Amazon echoes and yeah and she can reach out to me through there so if she needs me I'm good but other than that no I would prefer no one reach out to me unless it's urgent not during my self-care Sundays I take 24 hours from 10 a.m Sunday to 10 a.m Monday and I just focus on me whatever I need to do um and sometimes it could be nothing but most of the time there's stuff you know got to do got to do my shaving do my um well I exfoliate every time I shower but you know condition my hair condition my skin moisturize my skin do different things um catch up on a tv show you know handle some other things go out in town and find that special oil I wanted you know like the smell good oil you know I do things that make me happy 
have an hour full of listening to the playlist created specifically for self-care Sundays. Little things like that go a long way. You have to treat yourself better and you have to know what you like. And I, you know, I know it's working. Um, so I'm really happy about that. Uh, but yeah, the celibacy thing is, uh, gonna be hard because I normally do good. I do all right for, you know, a few months and then all it takes is one good date and a little temptation sometimes and it's a little, you know, it's a slope. It's a slope. One good date leads to a kiss. The next good date leads to a few kisses. The next good date kind of leads to like more. But anyway, you know, we're not going to talk about that because we are strong. We are different now. We're maturing. Okay. I'm almost 31. Um, my 31st birthday is coming up in July. If you want to contribute, my cash app is Mykonos. M-E-K-A-K-N-O-W-S. I will be going to the casino. Because why not? I had this room booked since last July. Up there in the mountains at um, at Harris. I'm going up there. I'm going to have fun. It's going to be by myself more than likely. But it's cool. Um, and I'm going to enjoy myself. I think it's important to... Be okay with being alone to yourself. You know what I mean? Even if you're in a relationship, you need to be able to sit alone sometimes, you know? Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, I'm going to try to reinstate some of the goals I failed for my 30th. I don't know if y'all remember from that episode, but I set quite a few goals. And the only one I stuck to was no McDonald's. I was doing good on the no soda. I I forget how long I lasted on no soda, but it went right out the window as soon as I got a little sip of soda, man. I'm telling you. I feel like it was like uh, five months. Five months. See, what happened is I kept going out. I started hanging out with my friends and going with them to bars and trivia night. And they drink alcohol. I don't drink alcohol. So it's like, what are you going to drink? And I would drink a tea or water. But at this one bar, the tea was so horrible. And they had lemonade. It tastes like dirty water. I was just like, you know what would be good? A Mountain Dew. And oh, that Mountain Dew was so damn good. I just fell off. And I've tried since then (laughs) to like get off a soda. But every time there's a little... I got to drink a bottle and then one bottle leads to two bottles. And then I've had a whole day of drinking soda. So, you know, we might just pull that back in. Drinking water definitely helps, but soda lessens the effect of water. When I'm not drinking soda, water is like coffee to me. It like keeps me energized. Of course it keeps me hydrated, but it gives me life. But when I'm drinking soda, like regularly, water is like nothing. It does nothing doesn't even keep me awake so I'm looking forward to getting getting that sorted out um incorporating more vegetables I don't know about y'all when I was younger I didn't like veggies my mom tried to be it's like my mom had us when she was 19 so she was still young herself okay she had me when she was 19 so initially yeah we got away with getting junk but like once she started coming into her own around 30 she started cooking more and doing more and trying to be you know more domestic and healthier but it's like nah woman I want my my chili cheese burrito and pintos and cheese that you gave me forever 
I want that from Taco Bell. You know, I had bad habits that I have created and now I'm finally seeming to grow out of them. Like, I don't always, you know, need fries with a burger. Like, I can get a burger and some water, like a big thing of water. Or like, I don't need, like, I don't need a side with something all the time. You know, I can just, you know, it's just little changes. That sounds small to y'all, but that's a big thing for a big girl that has a big appetite. So, you know, I'm making changes and I encourage you all to do the same. Address those bad habits that have, you know, they seem like they're too far gone to get out of. And you know what, what was so disheartening? I don't mean to bring the mood down, but what was so disheartening is, you know, I told one of my friends that I, I was going to be celibate and she's just like, again, basically calling out the fact that the last time I told her that I, you know, I fucked up, I messed up and I broke what I was going to do. My thing is, let me tell y'all right now, if y'all got a friend trying to do something again, whether it be getting clean, being celibate, um, you know, learning something, uh, abstaining from something, more than just sex, sometimes people need to abstain from fast food. Even though they failed before, be encouraging. Don't shit on them. Don't crap all over them trying to be better. Encourage them. Even if you've heard it all before, oh my gosh, yes, I know you're going to do better. Mm-hmm, uh-huh. Don't do that. Encourage them, okay? Because you don't know this may be the time that it sticks. And fuck her because this is going to be the time that it sticks. Now, people have been asking me, well, what do you hope to accomplish by being celibate? Like, what's the goal here? What's the end game? My end game is not marriage. I would love to be married because of what it signifies. And while I'm not heavily religious, it still would take, you know, a lot off my chest to actually form a bond that's recognized in God's eyes. But for me, it's all about forming a bond, period. Quite often when we jump into sexual relationships so soon, it clouds our judgment, you know? And I was saying this earlier when I was talking about how we need to be with each other in relationships. Quite often we make bad decisions based on temporary feelings. So like, we could be talking to someone and red flags just keep popping up. But the sex is good. And this is men or women. The sex is good, Right? Now you can't stop talking to them even though they stole your car. Even though they stole your TV. Or even though they talk to your homegirl in her in her inbox. Or even though they don't even text you back half the time. Or even though, you know, I'm just saying, I'm giving scenari- scenarios here. Like, sometimes sex clouds our judgment. And, and it's not just for women. It's for men too, but it's different. See, men know sometimes they don't need to be messing with a woman. Shawty want too much. She wants too much and you don't want it. So you want to leave her alone because you don't want her to get attached, but it's just too good to go. You got to leave her be. But it's hard to leave someone be and let them do them when you're already sexually attached to them. Like you're just stuck because it's good between y'all. Physically, the vibe's there. Mentally, y'all on two different levels. That's what I hope to avoid by being celibate. Okay? And yes, I'm going to try again. And if I fail this time, which I won't, 
But if for some strange reason I were to fail, I would try again and again and again until something sticks. If I die trying, at least I will have tried and not settled. But some of y'all be settling and y'all don't even be happy. I don't want to settle. I don't want to just settle for some shallow relationship, you know, or some shallow connection with someone. I want love. And I feel like I've had love before. So I know what it feels like. So I'll know it when I feel it. And I won't share myself with anyone else physically until I feel that feeling again. And damn it if I'm wrong and it turns out to be bullshit, well, at least I fucking tried. Some of y'all are so quick to discourage, you don't even applaud the attempt. Applaud my fucking attempt. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) that's what's up with me guys so what i want y'all to do is start sending me stuff like send me some letters send me some communications i want to know what's going on in y'all's world i might share it on the show i might and no you won't get paid because hello i'm broke but um you could share it and we could discuss it you know write a write a dear so-and-so letter or or just message me on instagram at i am mika knows or on twitter at uh is my twitter my twitter is at mika knows or on facebook mika knows everywhere is mika knows except instagram because somebody took my freaking name once i got rid of it one time but and they still have it but they're hiding their account from me so but anyway at me at i am mika knows on instagram at mika knows on twitter mika knows on facebook mika knows on snapchat talk to me i would love to get to know what are some changes you guys are making and if you felt the first message i gave in this episode tonight i definitely want to know what you plan on doing my plan is to make myself better also any extra funds i have i do want to donate some of it to the cause any cause i can I'm not going to break my pockets trying to donate to a cause. And I think that's why some people get discouraged from donating because you feel pressured to donate hundreds of dollars when you only have about tens of them. You know what I mean? Give what you can. Every little bit counts. Okay. Make sure your donation is truly a donation that you can give and make sure it's from the heart, not just for a look, but donate. And then if you don't have any money, to donate donate some time do something for someone with nothing in return every little bit counts is what i'm saying that's the whole message now we're gonna take another break and then we're gonna get into insecure recap we got episode eight and episode nine to cover which means there's only one more episode but we're gonna cover them Okay, so let's talk about episode eight. Uh, listen, oh, I'm sorry, we're back. Welcome back to Mika Knows Unfiltered. I'm ready to jump into Insecure, okay? Damn, I need a release. Okay, so episode eight blew my mind. And if, if we didn't have such a disheartening thing happen to one of our brothers, I would have definitely talked about it with y'all, but I couldn't. I couldn't take a moment to talk about something so surface when all this was going on. And now that we've made progress, I feel comfortable enough to go ahead and talk about some nonsense with y'all. So, 
listen insecure episode eight was the absolute most first off i'm so happy that Issa and lawrence talked okay they talked and then they ended up sleeping together. But let's 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 focus on the good thing. First off, so they meet up at the restaurant. And at the end of episode seven, I low-key knew that Lawrence was like gonna call Issa, and that's who he set it up with. But what I think happened is he set it up with uh Condola, and then he set it up with Issa. Because remember, Condola kept calling while he and Issa were on their little date. But that date, it just felt so right to me. Didn't it feel right to y'all? It felt so right. I liked how, you know, they were themselves again. And it's like you can truly see forgiveness. And that's what I'm talking about. When you don't forgive somebody, don't involve yourself with them. It may have taken Lawrence a few years, but he forgave Issa. And I am so happy he did because you can see it. And you can tell that despite all the men that Lisa, I mean Issa, <laughs> all the men that Issa have, has encountered, has her name sounds plural when you say it because all the s's but it's singular um all the men that Issa has encountered while she's been away from Lawrence it still doesn't take away from the fact that Lawrence is home and I know that feeling I know when you found home and how good it is to be there once you get back to it whether it be a job whether it be a person whether it be a a mood whether it be a bar that you love to go to home is home and in this case it's a man it was Lawrence and I love that they reconnected um they really dive they really dove into some things I think needed to be addressed um I was low-key scared because sometimes men ask questions they don't want to know the answer to but once Lawrence asked uh you know why I think he was really ready to receive it and that was so beautiful um what messed me up though is when um Lawrence was out there and he was like yeah you can go you can go over to it was an art place they were talking about and she was like okay cool and then he just like walks off well have a good time and I'm like he is not going to condola after this connection has been made he better fucking not and he didn't. He came back and I was so happy. But let me tell y'all what messed me up too. Another thing that messed me up <laughs> when they were at the house. And, um, you know, this is after the awkward moment of him stepping outside to have a question with Condola. But they had, you know, they had sex and everything and they, and they connected. I was so in love with that moment. But remember what Issa did to us? Issa the the producer not Issa the character but remember what Issa the producer did to us two seasons ago where uh, season two at the end of season two when she acted like oh they were getting back together and then it flashed forward to them in that apartment their kid their couch and then it was all a fucking daydream you fucking Issa like that hurt my feelings but I was so happy this wasn't a daydream I was so happy they actually slept together I'm not encouraging whole activity but that's home that's where she's supposed to be I don't care what nobody says Lawrence is it Nathan is fine as hell and Daniel was fine as hell but Lawrence is fine and he's home he may not be as fine as Daniel and may not be as fine as Nathan but he's home and that connection 
will bring a, a, a seven and a half. Like if a dude, you rate his looks on the scale, if he's a seven and a half, if you add the connection, it brings him up past 10. You see what I'm saying? It makes him perfect for you. And I'm sure it works the same way with women. Like, yeah, you can see a Beyonce, but you get a Kelly. And no colorism here. I mean, Beyonce is just prettier than me. Um, but okay, let's not compare light and dark skin because y'all know at this time we don't need any colorism going on. Um, uh, two equally toned people. Ooh, Serena Williams and Kelly. Okay, so you could have Kelly and you take Serena. I don't know. This is just my opinion. I think Kelly is better looking than Serena Williams. Ser- Serena, I don't know. I mean, she's pretty or whatever. She's just a little too aggressive for me. Like, if I was into women. Anyway, I just think Kelly is really cute. She has this little doe-eyed look. She looks real innocent. Um, So, Kelly. You have a Kelly, but you're in love with Serena. Now, to you, Serena's a 7, but Kelly's a 10. But Serena got a whore. Y'all got this connection. And now Serena looks like freaking Kelly, okay? And Kelly can't even sway you. When you have that connection, which is what I'm trying to accomplish by being celibate, y'all. Someone's going to love me for who I is, not for my, I say who I is, for who I is, and not for my JJ, and not for whatever else they can get from me, but for my hort. My hort. I got a hort, cut. Anyway. That connection is the truth. And Lawrence has that connection with Issa. And I want them to, uh, I want it to thrive, okay? So we left off with Issa um, at the end of the eighth episode. We left off with Issa just kind of walking away content. And she walked all the way home. I don't know how far she lived, but it looked like she was still just going to walk forever. But sometimes you need that walk, you know, just to reflect. And for me, it's a drive. But for her, it was a walk. (laughs) But I liked it. I was happy. I was content at the end of that episode. Um, Even if she didn't go back to Lawrence, I still would have been happy because they had that closure. Now, fast forward to episode nine. Oh, my gosh. Y'all, they are chilling together. This is a thing, and it is so good like it was so good to see Lawrence and Issa back together making their stupid jokes and they make the type of jokes that only someone who is your person will understand I don't even know why when I started saying that term your person but it fucking fits it fucking fits okay and only someone that is your person will understand your stupid ass jokes or your stupid ass personality and they will love it they won't be annoyed by it and I love to see them together now the sex scenes were awesome because along with that vibe and that connection they have clearly the physical is still popping and probably a little better now because they've addressed the things that were in their way because remember when we first met them they weren't having that much sex which led to the cheating in the first place because Issa was not feeling Lawrence's self-pity you know his little pity party that he kept throwing no one's attracted to that no one is whether it's a man to a woman or a woman to a man no one's attracted to pity parties so now they're free They've been out, they've been elsewhere. And that's why I keep, you know, I have a friend who's dating someone 10 years younger. And I keep telling that friend that they need to let their significant other have a whole moment. Because they basically dated them right out of, right, okay, right as soon as they became an adult, they started dating him. It's not creepy. They literally just met as as the person became an adult. But 
as moldable as people are at that age, they still need their whole moment. They need to see the outside world and come back to appreciate it. I don't know if, if that person's ever going to have their whole moment, but I encourage everyone to have a whole moment. Even if you're not having sex, you need to date. And that touches on something like, uh, you know, when things are undefined and you haven't created a formal relationship, and this is why titles are actually important to know the boundaries. Okay. I, I think before you are in a relationship, you need to be dating. You don't need to be screwing everybody. You don't have to screw anybody, but you do need to date. You need to court you need to see other people and guys they always use that thing well you can't give your attention to different people at different times you're not even giving your attention to one person at all times okay when you're dating when it's surface level when there's no commitment you're supposed to be trying things out that's for men and women if i meet a guy right now and he wants to date first off i'm a celibate so he might want to get somebody to bang on the side too because i'm not doing it um, I'm definitely not y'all. I'm committed, but we will date. Now, I don't expect him to be exclusive to me. We're not in a relationship. We're not any of that. I don't believe in monogamous dating. I've told y'all this before, and I think it's important for y'all to feel the same. Like I said, it's not about spreading yourself thin sexually. You don't have to screw anybody, but you do need to weigh your options and not settle for the first thing that shows you some attention. But don't play games with people. Be completely open if you choose to go the casually dating route because secrets are what destroy. Lies destroy things. So be honest. Be transparent. But weigh your fucking options. Um. Anyway, so, you know, in this episode, we saw Issa ask Lawrence, what is this? And, you know, it seems like he wants it and she wants it, even though he has this job in San Francisco that might come through. Um, And I think that might be a potential storyline later, uh, long distance dating, because if I'm thinking correctly, I don't think that's close enough to where you can access them when you need them. I don't know how far San Francisco is from Los Angeles, but um, I doubt it's right around the corner. You know what I mean? So I think that could be a potentially hard storyline. Um, I like that Issa got Lawrence back, though, because quite often when we break up with someone because of something they're lacking, like a job, motivation, drive, ambition, and then we see them get it after we leave them, we're like, that's all I wanted. I wanted you to be a go-getter with me. Why couldn't you be that same go-getter while you were with me? But sometimes people need to leave to thrive. But you know what they say. If you love something, let it go. If it comes back, it means more. Okay? Absolutely. So anyway, um, another roadblock, I would say. Molly and Issa are still beefing. But I like that Issa took initiative. But I didn't like the intent behind it. It was a selfish moment. She just wanted to tell somebody about her dilemma. Which, her dilemma is not even a dilemma. If Lawrence doesn't mind you being friends with Nathan, then what's the problem? Nathan seems like he can have a friendship with Issa. I knew the man was bipolar. We all knew he was bipolar. But I'm glad he actually identified it. Um, Nathan's fine. 
Nathan too fine to be sane. He gotta be crazy. Anybody, you ever see somebody that's too fine and be like, nope, I don't even want to go. I don't even want to go there. I saw a man like that today in Walmart. He was so doggone fine. He was an older man too, and he just had good looks without even trying. And he looked at me, and I looked at him, and I was like, mm mm. Nope. In my head, like, I'm glad I had a mask on because you couldn't see my expression. Just my eyes, right? So my eyes might have looked polite, but then, but my mouth was, like, scrunched up, like, mm-mm. That man ain't nothing but the devil. Mm-mm. He looked like he break hearts. And that's a bad thing to assume, y'all. And I'm trying to get out of that mindset, but he did look like he break hearts, y'all. Some men just look like they'll take you through hell and back. And I feel like trust your gut instinct, Okay. <laughs> unless the lord talk to you now you know how the lord talk to you you know sometimes you can hear it in a dream sometimes you feel it in your spirit in your heart you know the lord will talk to you know the difference between the lord talking to you and yourself ignoring your red flags okay that man did look like the devil today and i'm glad he he was staring at me too you know that little stare they do when they want you to say something but my thing is i don't like to say things to men first because i'm afraid of rejection so they have to come up to me i'm not addressing you you have to address me and that's just because i'm afraid of rejection now once you address me once you take the initiative once you initiate it i might i'm gonna follow through you know what i'm saying like but yeah like i'm not starting it up with you no so you can look at me like i'm crazy just in case i misinterpret what you were giving me like the looks you were getting hell no fuck that men are supposed to pursue anyway i know it's 2020 damn it but i (laughs) i want the man to pursue it makes it easier anyway yeah so um anyway back to nathan yeah we know he was bipolar um and i think nathan and Issa are good friends he definitely helped push her to become the confident girl she is right now doing this doing these events i like it i like that she's moving on to her next event i can't wait to see it um asian bay and molly they got drama uh asian bay is trying to you know set his brother up with molly no one wants conflict between their family and their partner and clearly asian bay andrew loves him some molly if he wants this to work out with molly and his brother molly needs to get the fuck asap after this okay she needs to get up off her high horse get out of her little hurt ass feelings and let it go not to say what he said wasn't insulting but there's a limit he just did not know and that's something i'm noticing we need to know the difference between racist people and ignorant people and let me define ignorance as lacking of intelligence or knowledge about something right ignorant people are not the racist people racist people are racist because they have knowledge and choose to interpret it a different way you see what i'm saying or they may have some other knowledge but not all ignorant people are racist some people truly just don't know And with everything that's going on now, we have some friends that just don't fucking know. So we can be upset. I mean, at first thought, I was upset at some of my people not standing up. You know, I have non-black friends and I didn't like how they weren't saying anything. But it's like, well, some of them truly don't have a connection with this struggle. They don't know. And it's not up to me to be negative to them until they know. 
educate them when you get the chance and when they're welcome to it okay and if you never get the chance it just is what it is if you can't deal with it exit but don't treat them badly because they simply don't know see people get mad at me when I ask certain questions thinking I'm trying to be an asshole like I asked my sister I was like so like how does it work out with you going to church and you being you know gay like, how do you feel about certain things in the Bible and, and scriptures people try to bring up? She thought I was trying to be an asshole. I really just wanted to know. Because the thing I'm thinking, with, that she probably didn't know I was thinking, but the thing I'm thinking is, the way she probably feels the same way I do when I go to church knowing I fornicate. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's the same thing. People try to take a spin, like, oh, being homosexual is the abomination, but fornicating is just, oh, it's just a sin you can repent from. And it's like, nah, it's all bad. Like, a sin is a sin is a sin. You're fornicating. There's, you know, into, I guess, quote-unquote, immoral sex acts. I don't know what it would be called. They try to reference it as sodomy or something like that, but that's not the same thing. Um, Listen. So, but anyway, my point, I asked her the question not to be an asshole, but because I literally did not know. I was ignorant about that and what she might feel. And she, she, I think she low-key took it the wrong way. She thought I was asking questions all crazy. And she shouldn't have. Like, sometimes people ask questions just to ask questions. So get clarification before you start spazzing. Better yet, don't even spazz. If you think someone's being ignorant, like, in a mean way, if they're trying to be racist, then move on. But be open to the fact that they might really just be asking just to know. And try to educate them, especially if they're open to it. Now, anyway... Molly needs to get off the anger shit. Get that chip off her shoulder. Yes, it was wrong for him to come at her and try to invalidate her struggle. But I'm sure he gets it by now. And I'm sure he, his intentions weren't bad. Just He was just ignorant. He didn't understand the severity of it. That's it, though. He truly didn't know. So he, if he, if she values this relationship with Asian Bay, with Andrew, then she needs to get get it together, okay? Because he is trying. Now, Molly and Issa, they had to blow up again. They tried to make it work, but it was a little forced because Issa was trying to get things back on track so she can share her dilemmas with Molly. Molly wants to address the issues, and I've been in this situation where I'm trying to address the issues with my friend, and all they want to do is, okay, well, I don't want to argue. It's like, bitch, we need to address this so your ass don't keep doing it. But at some point, if they don't want to address it, it's just kind of like, well, why even be friends? Because I need you to hear me. And that's why I think Issa is messing up. She needs to hear Molly. She needs to take it in and understand and try to change from it. I'm not saying change who she is, but stop the dumb shit. Stop so, like only calling your homegirl just to talk to her about shit you want to talk about. And when she tries to talk to you in the conversation or change the subject that's horrible so I feel Molly in in the Issa thing um I hope Lawrence and Issa keep this thing going I'm glad he broke it off with Condola because if it wasn't working there's no need to drag Condola through the mud she was a great girl and there's no need for her to be all depressed because it didn't work out with some man so it's better to rip it off now than to wait till y'all almost about get, about to get ready and then rip it off then because you're still in love with Issa. I think he made the right decision. And even if he doesn't get with Issa, Issa if he knew that Condola wasn't his person, then it's best that he ended it, period. 
but I hope they stay together. Nathan gonna have to take a back seat because Nathan fine and all, but he ain't Lawrence. He's not love. He's not home. And that's it. That's all I gotta say. Now there were some good songs in this um in this episode that I wanted to share with y'all. And I think y'all should go ahead and download if you got Apple Music, which if you have an iPhone, I don't understand why you don't have Apple Music. Why you're still downloading illegal music or buying expensive music when you can now I I buy music for the artists I really really love and want to support like y'all know I'm a Nicki Minaj fan I'm always gonna buy her albums and then stream her shit because I buy and stream for those I want to get the accolades but some people I just like to hear their music every now and then I don't really care I'm just gonna stream them it's still legal they still get credit for it just they get about a tenth of the credit that they would for a song that's actually purchased and if I'm not really a big fan of all their work, just one song, that's about all they deserve. But anyway, so here's some songs for y'all to consider. Oh, there was World We Created by Givian, I think his name is. Um, it was a good song. Once you, once you hear it, you'll know which scene it's from. I love it. It, it basically puts you in the mindset of let's just stay here this thing that we've done okay let me not go into explaining i want y'all to download it in here for yourselves so there is element by pj um that can be found on apple music as well uh things i should have said this song is by a lot of people so just type in things i should have said okay um and you'll see it it's on apple music uh nothing without you by tana Tanarell or real I'm not sure how to pronounce her name but nothing without you that that song comes up and it, it was good it's pretty good I was super excited with these um with these songs that came up hold on I had one more song I think I misplaced it no I think it was just world we created yeah it was anyway those four songs are really dope i want y'all to check them out um i love the insecure opens up your musical world it exposes you to new things these people just from these people i can start exploring other music i can take world we created and then look at his album um look at what was his name Givian's album and then look at artists that are like him that's how I found uh, Sabrina Claudio, I believe that's her name. I forget who she was connected to, but I was like, oh, she had this song, um, Tell Me. And that just led me to a whole nother world of her music. And I love it. She has a good voice. Like, it's, it's just like a rabbit hole you just fall down into. And it's this artist and that artist. Next thing you know, your Apple Music is paying for itself, basically, with the vibe it's giving you. I need y'all to go check out that music. I need y'all, let's just reflect for a second. Let's just um, summarize what happened. So... The first part of this episode, we talked about, you know, what we can do and how it starts at home. The changes we make at home affect the changes that we want to see in the community, period. Get to it. Get to change it for the better. Just take it to heart. Even if you just focus on what you're doing, it affects everyone. Be better and you will get better. We will see better. 
be better, we'll see better, period. Um, and we got into the fact that I'm personally making changes. You know, one of the biggest ones being focused on working from home and finding hustles from home and being celibate again for the hundredth time. And you know what? If you doubt me, Oh, that just reminded me. Remember the Cassidy song at the end and it goes into the next song? And he, it was um, the hustler versus the problem. That's what that just reminded me. And he's like, and if you bastards doubt me, and then it goes into ask about me, Nick, ask about me, Nick, ask about me. You remember that song? Him and Jay-Z? Yeah, that's what I just thought about. Anyway, yeah, guys, don't doubt me. Ask about me, okay? Because eventually I'll get it right. And when I do, it's going to be so good. And you're going to be like, oh, I'm so happy she did that. And even if you're not like that, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm so happy I did that. Y'all make the changes. Be better and you will see better. I'm just being real. It's free. It's free. Like, go ahead and take advantage of it. Share it.